Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to r slash entitled parents, where this mental Karen demands that her kid be allowed to stroke an untrained horse. Despite the owner telling her absolutely not, her entitled kid goes ahead and does it anyway and ends up, as you can probably imagine, getting bitten. Entitled parent ignores me when I say not to pet strange horses. I am a 27 year old woman and I've got a black horse, the color is important for later, named Ebony. And I have her at a boarding stable where I used to get riding lessons before getting my own horse. For some reason though, horses tend to attract entitled people and this wasn't my first encounter with them here. So I had my horse tied up for a second in a room where you groom them and you're able to tack them up and I was brushing her down. When Barn Goblin, the entitled daughter of this story, showed up, wanted to to pet ebony i told her not to pet her since i didn't know this kid and it's not a good idea to go near strange horses with the risk of being kicked since horses can kill if they kick the barn goblin screams out mommy she won't let me pet the black horse that's when barn witch her entitled mum, showed up huffing lady i have a kid and she wants to pet your horse No, it's not a good idea to pet horses you don't know, since they can be skittish, I tell her. But my daughter wants yours, though. She only likes black horses, and the trainer only lets her ride a white one, the barn witch snapped. I'm sorry, but this isn't his horse, it's mine. And that horse the trainer brought out is better with new people. Others aren't, I say, trying to keep calm. Right then, we heard the barn goblin scream, and her hand was bleeding, since she tried petting my old trainer's new horse, since she was the only other black horse there, and this horse didn't like strangers at all, resulting in the girl getting bit pretty hard. My old trainer came out to see what was going on, and I will say, he is someone you don't want to mess with. After I explained what happened and what was going on, my old trainer snapped at both of them, telling them to leave and find another place to ride, since not only did this kid get bit for not listening, but was yanking on and using spurs on his other horse, which wasn't allowed. I just smirked when these two were kicked out, never to be seen again. You know what? Good. I'm glad this happened. You deserved it. Too many stories like this I read and there's no real repercussions. Yeah, there's some justice for the entitled people, but they get away with it. It's good to see some actual physical violence happening for once. I don't know if I can say that. Is that a bit too deep? It is genuinely how I feel. Karma's good. My dad and his girlfriend tell me to suck up my great-grandmother's death as I was ruining her daughter's football match. When I was 11, my parents got an official divorce. Me and mum moved in with my stepdad and stepsisters while my dad stayed back at our old house. While I tried to adjust to a new family I'd only met maybe three times before we moved there and with whom I had a lot of issues, my dad was trying to get back into the dating world. And through the power of the internet, he met the entitled dog of this story. Spoiler alert, they broke up after six years. Thank you. But she was absolutely terrible. And with my dad being terrified of losing his now third shot at a long lasting love, he basically agreed with her on everything and never defended me. This woman loved attention, especially my dad's, and would do anything to get it, even if it meant tearing me down. It started small accidentally booking their two people holiday on the weeks I was supposed to be at their place accidentally talking a bit too loudly with her friends about me while I was literally one room over with the door wide open accidentally throwing away my miniature toy collection because I was one over the age of three 
and two, not a boy, and so on. One of the worst things that happened, as you can see from the title, was the day my great-grandmother passed away. She was the grandmother of my stepdad, but the minute she met me, she was one of the only people there who saw me as family instantly. She never treated me any differently to my stepsisters and cousins, and I loved her dearly. At that time, me and my dad were visiting the entitled dog for the weekend, and her youngest daughter, who was 24, 10 years older than me, was playing a football soccer match with the town's women's team. I'm not the biggest sports person, so in combination with being a moody teen and disliking the people there anyway, I was not enjoying myself. While the match was playing, I started wandering around. It was just the field, getting away from the crowd when I got that devastating phone call from mum. It wasn't out of the blue, as she was already 95 years old and sick, but when you get such news, it doesn't really matter. I hung up the phone to my mum, broke down then and there, and just started sobbing. Around five minutes later, my dad found me on the ground, asking what was wrong, but I couldn't get any words out. The entitled dog came looking for my dad, as he'd left her alone to come and look for me, which of course she hated. Through tears, I was barely able to get out what mama told me over the phone. Hearing that, all this entitled dog said was, So what? This game is important to my daughter. I've got no time for your whining. I'm missing her game. To my absolute horror, my dad stood up from where he was crouching in front of me the second she opened her mouth. And he started agreeing with her, saying how I should just get up and continue trying to watch the game for the entitled dog's daughter's sake. She's just being dramatic. Buy her a Coke or something, she said to my dad before turning her head towards me again. Besides, it's not like she was your actual family. But right now, my real daughter is playing a match and I won't allow you to make us miss it. With us, she of course only meant my dad and her. My dad led me towards the food stand, sat me down on a bench and got me something to drink. He then told me I just had to suck it up for his wife's sake, that I knew how she got when it came to crying or any other babyish stuff, especially in public. This included saying, ah, when I saw a kitten, by the way. You just have to consider her feelings. This is important to her and her daughter, he said. I asked my mum to pick me up, but she couldn't as she was currently busy supporting my stepdad's family. So I sat there for the rest of the game, crying into my bottle of Coke. A few strangers tried to talk to me, but I just shrugged them off. I am entirely grateful for their tissues though. When the game ended, my dad's wife's daughter's team won by the way, and we finally got to go home. All I got were eye rolls from this entitled dog and how I ruined her mood and enjoyment for the day. Dad just shook his head and looked at me with disappointment. They had friends over to celebrate her daughter's win with her later that evening as her family was really close. But I wasn't allowed to ruin the good atmosphere with my puberty mood swings And so I had to stay in the guest room And so there I stayed for the rest of the night With a plate of food I never ate For what I got told off the day after Just trying to dream of this day never happening And that I could have seen my great-grandmother one last time I'm 21 now And this memory is still burned in my mind As one of the worst days of my life Now look, I know what you lot are thinking. This mum is mental, she's a terrible person, she is just toxic, and that's clear, and that's obvious. But what's more important is the actions of your dad here are genuinely unreal. Like clearly there are always gonna be people like this woman out there, and that's fine to be honest. Like you can't do much about that. You have to hope that they're not, you know, in your family. But you don't have to talk to people like this. But for your dad to not only have chosen to spend his life with this woman, but also to stand up for her, instead of you when your great grandma just like it's just is mental you have to say is he not like self-aware enough to realize what he's saying is just crazy i don't know the fact that you're 21 now and that's still one of the worst days of your life and your dad could have literally stopped it like that but didn't is mad why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. You owe your parents for everything they've done for you. My mother raised me on her own because my father left when I was six. He never wanted kids and made that clear to her when they first met, but she thought he would change his mind once we were born. She raised four kids and made sure that we were aware of every sacrifice that she's ever made. She made it clear that we, my siblings, owe her and that she'd be collecting what is rightfully owed to her. Here is a list of things that we'd have to do for her to pay her back. First of all, we did her homework for her when she was in nursing school because English was her second language. She spoke French fluently but didn't feel comfortable doing her assignments in English. We had to stay up to write her essays and our own essays for school. If we refused, she would scream, cry, yell, beg, slam doors, bang on walls, threaten us with eviction, etc. I was scared that the neighbors would hear and call the police, so I was in charge of calming her down. My sister was in university and writing our mum's essay assignments and I was doing her daily homework before going to high school. Number two, we started paying rent at 16 because children should not be allowed to live at home for free if they are physically capable of working. You owe your parents at least half your paycheck to put towards bills. I was working in a restaurant at 16 with no cell phone. We had to buy our own cell phones and I got mine at 19 and coming home at 1 a.m. most nights. I had to take three buses because I didn't have a car at 16. I'd make it home by 1 a.m. and be up by 6 to go to school. I'd be at school till 2.45 p.m. and then come home for a quick snack before leaving to work a 4 to 11 shift. Imagine doing a 4 to 11 shift after school every day at the age of 16. That's incredible. I still have hot oil burn scars on my forearms from working in a restaurant. I would leave to catch the bus at 12 in the morning, hoping to catch my next bus on time so I could be home before 2 a.m., which meant four hours of sleep. And I still had to finish homework to be up in time for 6 a.m. for school. I was clearly exhausted, but mum made it clear that bills had to be paid. I nearly failed grade 12 because I was exhausted all the time, but I somehow managed to pass and go to college. My mum gives herself all the credit for that accomplishment. Number three, I had to pay her car insurance and credit card bills. She'd sob hysterically until I agreed to give her $500 to $800 for her payments. She said that she did everything for us and that she was asking for the bare minimum, but I needed that money to pay rent and utilities. She also wanted us to pay for groceries, but I couldn't do all those things on minimum wage and then pay her for her car insurance. Number four, when I was 20, living at home and going to school and paying bills, she still insisted on a curfew. If I came home after 11 p.m., she'd be sitting on the front steps waiting to yell at me. Then she would look at me up and down, trying to find evidence of hickeys on my body. Respecting her curfew was one of the ways of paying her back for her sacrifices. Number five, she stopped paying rent and bills because she went on vacation for two months. She went back home to see family but left that responsibility to me and my siblings. When she returned, she decided that she still needed a break from bills and said that she wouldn't be paying until she felt mentally ready, if only that's how it worked. But it was fine because she put a roof over our heads as kids and we owe her. Number six, she blamed us whenever she did poorly on an assignment that we completed for her. Even if we didn't understand the requirements of the assignments, she expected us to do the research and get it done because we owe her. If she got a bad grade, she'd accuse us of trying to sabotage her. 
7. Whenever we wanted a ride somewhere, we had to pay for gas. Even just a few minutes. When we go visit my older sister, I had to pay for gas. I was young and didn't have my own vehicle, but it was fine because I had to pay my mother back for raising me on her own. Number eight, she would ask me to pay for her cosmetics when they'd run out and I would do it because she was unhappy. Single motherhood is stressful and she felt like she deserved nice things for having to put up with the stress of raising four kids on her own. I was always trying to gain her affection by getting her things. I noticed that she was more affectionate and loving towards me when I bought her things she wanted. So she's so manipulative as well as just using you all. What a terrible woman. All I wanted was to lay on her like I was a kid again. So I did everything I could to make her happy. But she was never happy. Number nine, she would constantly call for me to come wash her dishes. Even if I cooked, I still had to wash all the pots and dishes and iron her clothes. But she did all those tasks on her own when we were kids. So we owe her now. Number 10, she would wake me up in the middle of the night if I forgot to iron her clothes for the next day. Or she would ask me to rub Vaseline into her feet after a long day at the hospital. But she used to do all those things for us. So we owe her. I was also in charge of cleaning and setting up her sleep machine and getting her medications ready for her. She also had nightmares and would call out in her sleep and we would have to wake up in the night to check on her. 11. She would text me after I started dating my first boyfriend at 19, telling me to keep your legs closed and not to give it up. I was terrified of sex because she said that all men wanted to use women for sex. That if I wasn't careful, I'd get HIV or get pregnant and she wouldn't help me. I grew up scared of men, that all men would leave you or abuse you if you allowed yourself to be vulnerable. Number 12. I had to show up to college orientation alone. I had to figure out the process of applying alone. I paid all the fees alone. I disgraced her by not going to nursing school. She told me that I'd have to pay her to use her old textbooks. She said that we owe her. She told my younger that he should struggle and that she brought us to North America and that is enough. And finally, number 13, she blames us for our father leaving. And for that, again, we owe her everything. At 24 years old now, all I hear is her voice in my head. I can hear a stranger screaming at their kid and I automatically look around expecting to see her. I don't even know who I am or what I like. I speak and I can't connect the words to myself. I'm scared of making mistakes. I'm scared of trusting people. When Chadwick Boseman passed away, I was upset because he wanted to be here. He fought to be here and I'm just surviving. I do everything I'm supposed to do, but I feel nothing. I have a job, a roof over my head, an education, but I feel absolutely nothing. I'm just existing and waiting for my time to end. My mum told my brother that I would never leave her and she's right. She's with me everywhere I go. I hear her voice. When she's old, I'll be the one to care for her because my siblings have checked out completely. I owe her. Never in my life have I seen a parent use their child to this extent. And the fact that you're still around just shows what kind of mental state you must be in. All these years, just pining for your mum's affection. Still, after all this time, and for someone like me to read this and see objectively how horrible she is, and for you not to see that and understand the position that you're in just shows the level of manipulation and just like utter toxic abuse that you've had to suffer with for so many years. I mean, I've got to say, fair play to your siblings for checking out, but also fair play to you for sticking in there. But you have to take a leaf out of their book at this point. Like, uh, what benefit are you getting? I know it's your mum and all, but come on. you got to live your own life and not just suffer because she is such a horrible person. I mean, hey, easy for me to say, but yeah if you can take steps towards doing that or at least i guess the first point guys is just for her to understand the position that she's in i don't know long road ahead please just understand how horrible your mum is that's what i'm gonna say why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim 
Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com.